the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And we welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. There we go. Milton Blake along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And we are ready to talk gardening with you on a beautiful South Texas day here at Milberger's, 1604 on Bulverde Road. If there's a little chill in the air... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I think I can tell that because you're wrapped up. Yeah, without your shorts on. No shorts and wrapped up in a flannel uh, little shirt coat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we could do without the wind. Uh, it's probably warmer now than it was yesterday, but uh, with that wind, it feels breezier. <laughs> uh, it feels cooler. Well, it's yeah. certainly uh, twirling these uh, uh, balloons here are very nice. Yeah, you were, you were you the one that was asking about those? I don't think so. Yeah, you, I thought you were that asked. What do those oh, do? Oh yeah, what what are they for? That's what they do. That's what they just spin, huh? They just. Uh, yep, they spin. They uh, they look nice. I'm just setting everybody's stuff. <laughs> you uh, you got the wind right yesterday. Said it was going to be thirty five miles. Yeah. Huh? The flags are every now and then they re- blowing out of north. Um, so. All right, and uh, do us a favor there, Al. We can hear ourselves, so if you'll fix that, that would be great. Two one zero. There we go. Two one zero. Now it's better. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And uh, Trace is going to come up on the porch with us. We'll talk about uh, Christmas gift ideas. Um. What else? I'm trying to think. Oh, you think you think we might we might talk about Christmas trees and uh, we might cyclamen and uh, uh, all the uh, old stocks and pansies. We didn't talk much about pansies yesterday, but there's a huge selection of pansies. Yeah, I'm gonna give a. a little uh, preview of what's coming up next weekend um Millburgers will be doing its christmas celebration uh, they do it every year and uh they've got uh all the fun activities i'm trying to find it online at millburgernursery.com um i think it's at the bottom of the page there it is it's a balloon art face painting this is to uh, next saturday and sunday from 10 to 1 face painting chili and frito pie wassail the little red choo-choo will be for kids 12 and under. You got that right. Do what? It's for kids 12 and under. You understand? I've been reading that. You understand. Okay. 
and it's for a minimum $3 donation per vendor. Santa will be here taking uh, with a professional photographer taking pictures, and all the proceeds will be uh, donated to the San Antonio Children's Shelter. While you're here, bring a gift uh, to put in the big box for uh, Blue Santa, a project by the San Antonio Police Department to help kids uh, that have signed up uh, uh, with gifts. And there's a list of items uh, that you can donate. I'll just read it to you real quick. Uh, may include new and u- unused clothes, toys, books, anything but liquids, um, with the exception of uh, hygiene items uh, for the older kids. Okay. You mean, you mean don't bring any liquor? Is that what you said? <laughs> don't bring liquids. Uh, don't bring liqu- liquor either. That's what you're thinking. The, the kids don't want the liquor. Uh, the kids, I don't know. Maybe the parents don't want the kids to have the liquor. <laughs> uh, here's a six-pack for Johnny. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And Calvin did some shopping this morning. I did. I broke down, got a few cyclamen and a few uh, primula, and also uh, couldn't resist more more of the stocks, that fragrant. Um, Jerry would have been happy because... Uh, Almost all of them are double flowers, and hmm. um, well, I got some snapdragons. Lots of yeah, there's several sizes of snapdragons. So if you have to replace your moss roses, uh, yeah, for for the hot summer, that that's a the smaller snapdragons are uh, a good cool. replacement. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, let's see what else I got. Uh, oh. No, oh. lots, lots of the uh, uh, calendula, both the both the golden and the uh, yellow. I like them. They really make uh, they they do a good job on uh, containers too, and uh, relatively small containers. Yeah, we we found we found that you talking about calendulas. Yeah, uh, that's it. It was a mixed bag of whether the deer resistant or not. Or, as a, as a one place put it, uh, they're not deer. They're not favorites of deer. Hmm. Of, you know. In some neighborhoods, under some yeah, conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, behind my six foot fence, they're not. <laughs> that deer was, don't that get a chance but, at it. That was the line that Calvin wrote in an article that Jerry gave him hell for. Uh, that the now, plants. Now are, Jerry quotes him. Yes, uh, <laughs> such and such plants are deer. Let's see. Are not a deer favorite in there. Deer resistant in some neighborhoods, under some conditions. <laughs> but I think well, yeah, he's now you, embraced that. That's the way you got to put it. Yeah. Uh, as I was walking in from mm-hmm. the front. Yes. I got right, right, right through the front entrance, or right to the front entrance, and and I as I walked into the nursery. I smell some a beautiful fragrance. Oh, good. <laughs> that, was, that, statement, that statement could have gone and, and so I, long. And I smell, too. Okay. <laughs> One of the uh, many. What did, and what did you smell? The front. If you came in the front, you, you got at least three choices there. Yeah, yeah. But as I got closer to the alyssum, mm. that's what it was. Okay, wow. Now, he, he have you ever to, um, noticed that he... Makes a decision about something, and uh, 
and it stays. He stays with it. Yes, for, absolutely. Alyssum. <laughs> Forever, the yes. <laughs> most fragrant plant that ever existed, uh. <laughs> until he smells something different. <laughs> For those of you who have listened to Jerry, you can plant your alyssum right around right around your calamondin. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, your calamondin probably you can hang a basket in it now. <laughs> yeah, the uh, so that br- brought to my mind, and seriously, we got Trace up here who knows all the prices. Uh-oh. Which plant? Provides uh, more fragrance for the price, as much you know. Stock, no, stock. Yeah. Okay. And to me, that's that's unusual. Well, this is the f- first year in quite a few when the stock have been that available. Yeah. And uh, and then they've, of course, they've reacted very well to this weather too. Oh yeah. Well, they're they're kind of slow to grow anyway. I yeah. mean, they're not a real fast. Yeah, grower. they're really, yeah ten, 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 temperamental. I guess that's yeah. why we don't yeah. always see them when the snapdragons come. Yeah, right. Yeah. But boy, this year I got some early in the process. Trace had some purple ones. Gosh, they're yeah, they they look nice too, and they, they of course the fragrance is just as good as yeah the others. That interesting thing about that stock. Uh, when we, when uh, Milberg found uh, first had them, uh, and I, I was liking the doubles. You know, it's it can be used for potpourri milk. Mm-hmm. You don't need to transplant that. Mm-mm. Keep the restroom smelling good. Or the house, you can use potpourri for other stuff. But yes, I understand. <laughs> oh, it's best in the restroom. I didn't know that. But uh, <laughs> you follow Jerry for more tips on how to keep your restroom smelling nice. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I like the doubles, and so I said, but there's a lot of singles with every all the doubles, mm-hmm. and so I said. To myself, I said, Jerry, all you have to do is uh, root cuttings from the double. Okay. And what did Jerry say back? Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so Jerry tried it. Oh. <laughs> and uh, the problem with it, it it uh, it doesn't doesn't root well no. uh, with the bloom with those double blooms on there. Well, just on the booms, uh, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, they're hard to they're hard to seed too. Yeah, you're. You oh yeah, yeah. I've tried I've tried in the past to, to seed them. You know what they do have here? Uh, some gardeners will be. I noticed today when I was doing my cycleman purchases and things. Yeah. There are still some nice looking rockets. Oh yeah. Okay. And the rockets are really. Responding to the, to this uh, this weather too, uh, now they, I keep I'm a little surprised that they haven't been uh, injured by the wind, but they haven't seemed to be. Yeah, what are those plants on the ground there, uh, in the that are kind of yellow? Is that pepper? No. Those, those are duranta. Oh really? But it's the the lime green colored foliage. Hmm. Okay. So that one you grow for the foliage, not necessarily the bloom. They are what? Duranta. Oh, Duranta. Ah. 
That's interesting. So will, yeah. they, will they bloom? Will they have flowers? Not like the others. Okay. No. But uh, I think that was named after Jimmy Durante. That was the Inca Dinka Duvera. That was his skin color at the very end of his life. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's why they named it Durante. Uh-huh. Is well, that right? I'm pretty sure the green ones were out first. Was he ever green? <laughs> Apparently, according to Jerry's... Uh, Kermit, Kermit yeah. the Frog, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I was, okay. I was trying to think of what what Kermit Coward? the Frog, Jimmy Durante song could you do? There you go. Okay. But the, the, can I miss Calamash wherever you are? <laughs> Trace, what about the uh, pansies and... Uh, what do we, we got a heat uh, quite a selection of the large flowered have, have we got the smaller flower too viola there's a handful over there and then there's some more coming in like tuesday or wednesday okay yeah because a lot a lot of us like those uh violas for uh those containers and uh, also yeah. hanging baskets oh they yeah they look good i knew there was something i was missing that i usually <laughs> get in the winter time there. but uh yeah, on the, on the Christmas cactus, they got a good supply of Christmas cactus. And I, Trace, have you noticed that uh, the older people buy more Christmas cactus than the younger choppers? I, I don't really pay attention to the age of the customer buying it. I'm just happy they're buying it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, I, I know my ex- first experience with Christmas cactus was I was buying them for a grandma because she always had them in, in, the, in the house. So this was, I, I think they used to be a lot more popular. This was B.C., correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Before? Christ. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. But How old is Jerry? I, he, he, he doesn't tell us the truth, but it actually comes down to it. Uh, the, uh, you got your beautiful uh, poinsettias. That's a, that's a wonderful price, uh, six ninety nine, dollars uh, almost $7. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are there, is there a five for... Uh, Seven, five for thirty-five dollars or anything like everything no, else. No, 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 no. Uh, but that six ninety-nine or seven dollars is a good price. Well, they have, uh, gardeners and visitors, the Millburgers got to. We got to remind them to make sure they go in the greenhouse. Oh know? yeah. Not yeah. only the poinsettias are in there, but the uh, Christmas cactus. Yeah, and but, uh, orchids. Not, orchids. Lots of house plants in there. Yeah. Hmm. Orchids. And a lot of the plants. <laughs> Do you want to go like into how to take care of that poinsettia once you buy it? No. Okay, thanks. Uh, well, Trace, you want to? <laughs> no, no, not, not really. Okay. <laughs> There's about. Uh, we'll just make Jerry eat one. 15 so articles. No, I know. <laughs> proves that they're not poisonous. Oh, well, no, no, I didn't mean that part. Just the watering schedule, all that seems yeah. to be very important. Yeah, it, it does. They are extremely fragile, and I'm pretty sure there's an article on plantanswers.com. I think so, there is. Uh, Wind is not a good thing. Right. No. So, uh, you know, lots of people like to put them on their porch or something like that. Not the best uh, solution this time of year. If you're going to put it out for the holidays, I would put it out only on non-windy days. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, they'd rather be wet than dry. Yeah. Um, and they, 
they just don't take a whole lot of abuse. So uh, <laughs> you, know, you got to be very, very careful. You want to avoid the... Uh, the porn settings you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Uh, avoid those uh, heat, heat registers. Yeah. And uh, in front of a window where the yeah. sun comes blasting in from the west or south. You know, you know what kills more poinsettias than anything? Crying. The uh, Christmas office bit off in, no, the, in the, the office. The uh, break. Yeah. Uh, so, so you go, you go into a doctor's office or dentist's office after the holidays, and those are the most pitiful looking things you ever saw. Now, I suspect that there's at least 15 different articles on plantanswers.com on care of poinsettias. Yeah, quite a few. Uh, Because, and and the the plants themselves have gotten tougher. Oh, yeah. I mean, used to, if you let them dry out one day, and they wilt one day, those leaves, green leaves, are coming off. But uh, they hold the uh, the red, the bracts, uh, after the green leaves have fallen off. So everybody, the professionals, uh, 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 what? Trace. <laughs> but that. Should we take a break? No, it's okay. She's gone to fix it. Oh, okay. Knocked over a citrus. Oh, okay. But anyway, uh, I they, can't would, see it. they would lose their leaves. But these that they've had for the last few years, uh, tough. You can, you can, it's not good to dry them down. But when you accidentally dry them down, water them back up, and they'll come back. I wouldn't be surprised if this wind today even will... Be, have a negative effect on the poinsettias. I don't. Uh, I've never thought of them as being real wind sensitive. No. Oh, she got a poinsettia. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We are going to take a break anyway because we're up against one. And Trace, will you when you come back? And if you can't come back, we're we're going we're to do Trace's uh, Christmas list. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Well, you'll well, probably have. At least one of each thing for us as presents, won't he? I don't... Uh, he's, he's laughing. Why is he laughing? <laughs> All right, back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer, 210-308-8867. We'll get to Bart in just one second, but I want to remind you... Uh, about pest problems. If you got them, you got a solution. That solution is Warren Remy and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. They have been helping folks out since 1976, both homeowners and businesses. And get them talking uh, when they come by, uh, and uh, you'll learn all the great businesses they work with in San Antonio. Uh, and uh, go online at GoSpiderManPest.com, and you'll see what all the bragging is about uh, where people absolutely love working with uh, Spider-Man termite and pest control. Uh, they do it all from roaches to rats uh, to raccoons even. And so uh, they can help you out with uh, Spider-Man termite and pest control. Check them out online. Go SpiderManPest.com. That's Go SpiderManPest.com. And the number 210-656-3721. 
That's 210-656-3721. And uh, check them out. Uh, You'll you'll be glad you did. They're going to help you out. The reason people like them so much uh, is because they... uh, uh, they look at the problem holistically, not just spraying and, and leaving, but, you know, okay, what's causing the problem? Like Jerry's leaving the windows open and all the flies coming in uh, <laughs> and uh, how to fix that as well. So Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, go SpidermanPest.com. Bart is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Bart. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Good, man. What's going on? Well, I inherited one of these uh, Parsons Potent Chili Pekin plants. With the, uh, I offered to go ahead and, and harvest the seeds from them. I guess so, Doctor Parsons, that, so you can uh, use them at a later date. Oh yeah. What I'm uh, wondering is, what's the least tedious way of doing that? What's the, what's that now? You're getting what? So he wants to get the seeds out. What's the less tedious, yeah, way? What's the easiest the way to get those seeds? Of doing that to collect them. And uh, what are, are, are the, the potent the Parsons? Your potent penguin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you you can you use a computer, or do you have yeah. a computer? Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a, on plantanswers.com. Right. I uh, give the way to. Uh, Look! Look up. Uh, I think I have have it on the front page. In the last uh, entry on uh-huh. our, uh, informa- on the information index that I change right. all the time. But I think the last entry is how to extract pepper seed. Okay. Oh, okay. And I've I've got uh, how to do it with the large peppers like uh, Ms. Nether is uh, uh, the Joe. Right. And uh, that's easy. That's Good. easy because all you have to do is make a, a cut around the top of the uh, pepper, right? And then just pull pull all the seed out, which will be attached to the uh, that center core. And just, yeah, I did that with your um, Rio Grande peppers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Center them, and they just come right out. Didn't that work for you? Didn't that work for you? Now the, yeah, uh, but the, uh, chili pekins is so much smaller. So yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm getting to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, on the small ones, they're hot. I mean, real hot, especially the chili pekins. And so you don't want to touch them. Right. You don't want to touch it, the dew juice or anything else. And. Uh, yeah, but, but if you're like Trace, you can just lick the lick the juice off your fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you're a wimp happen. like I am, <laughs> you what you do is uh, you uh, put take the uh, chili patines and you can leave the stem on because a lot of times when you take well almost all the time, it, it, uh, when you're harvesting them you. Uh, leave the stem on but uh, if you can take it off that's fine too but then put it in a heavy duty thick walled uh, ziplock bag okay. and some pe- some people put it put it in two bags 
because what you're going to do is after you put it you put it in there till you get the bag is uh, not full but uh, it's got got peppers in there uh, but it's not bulging out the side of those ziplocs right and so then you take all that take all the air you can out of there and uh, do the first Ziploc bag, and then if you want to use a second one, to just for insulate for security, uh, put the second one on, and uh, try try not to put leave any uh, air in it. Now you don't okay. want to do you leave any air in there because you're getting you're getting ready to stomp them. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll walk on them. Okay. And now with chili patines, you have to do it in 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 uh, stages. Right. Because if you just put them in uh, there uh, uh, in a Ziploc bag and try to stomp them, they won't they won't shed the juice, or they won't they they're t- so tight tough. So the the first time you step all over, uh, notice you're keeping your shoes on because you don't want any of that juice to get on your foot. That'll that'll kill some stuff. That'll kill your athlete's foot. Too, okay. Curious. But uh, uh, the first the first time. You're, Bart, aren't you sorry that you agreed to uh, collect those seed for him? But anyway, well, so uh, far I like the idea of not touching them. Oh yeah, yeah. and the f- first uh, the first time you step on them, uh, you'll crack the seed, crack the uh, fruit, right? And you wait wait a day or two, maybe three, uh, and then where where they're already cracked, they'll begin to rot or get soft disintegrate yeah yeah and then you uh make the second stepping on them and that'll get a get quite a bit of juice out of it you might might want to put a little bit of water in there not a lot but uh you put a little bit of water in there and that causes them to get softer faster and Mm -hmm. uh then after you do that process about uh, two or three times, uh, you'll be down to juice then. Juice and seed, that's all you'll have. Okay. And uh, after you get to that point where it's juice and seed, uh, you'll want to open the bag carefully. Uh, and if while, while you're stepping on them, sometimes you'll break open that uh, that uh, Ziploc bag and let, mm-hmm. let some of that uh, juice out. And if, if don't don't be touching that juice, <laughs> and then going into the bathroom or something, you know, it's a terrible experience. But stay focused now. <laughs> stay on target. Uh, the sad thing is he knows this. So yeah, I thought that. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> but anyway, uh, after they they're juicy, uh, and the seeds kind of exposed too, then you open the ziploc bags, both of them, 
and uh, put, put some water in there with them to float the sea. And uh, uh, fill 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 that Ziploc bag with uh, with water to the point that you can still pour it off, and it won't mm-hmm. fall out. But anyway, uh, put put some water in there, and uh, the seed will drop. Will that small seed will drop to the bottom? of that uh of that water and then you just pour carefully pour the red uh pulp out of there all the good seed will go to the bottom Hmm. but you won't seed them till you float them the uh second or third time and then you end up with a clean seed on the bottom uh, and uh, then you pour that clean seed out on a, a cardboard box uh, a piece of cardboard and uh, let it dry probably on a windy day like today you'll want to take it in the house or put right. it in a garage or somewhere it'll dry out and the reason you use car- cardboard is uh, if you use newspaper or something like that, it sticks to the paper. Right. The cardboard will not stick to that wet seed. Hmm. And so then are when the, it dries, dries, dries out, you're okay. Are the seeds viable at every color, or do you have to wait till they're red? No, they're, they're viable in any color. Uh, you, oh, okay. About all you get a chance of is uh, red, and sometimes uh, yellow ones. And so you want to separate those colors in a separate uh, Ziploc bags. Okay. Now the experience I've had <laughs> with those two colors is the red, which is a natural color, but the yellow doesn't germinate very well. Hmm. Handled the same way as the, each other. What but, about the uh, green one? I don't, I don't know why, whether that yellow one uh, is a, right. you know, is a weaker seed or exactly whether it's a... Um, now, you said they're viable at every color, but there's a lot of green, but not the green? No, not the green. You, okay. you When they turn red... Or a deeper color, uh, yeah. okay. you know that's that's ready to be harvested. Now I never have tried to extract seed from a green one. Right. I always let them turn color. Okay. So you're right. saying that if, if you prefer the red, but you might be able to do the yellow. Green. Uh, no, the preference is for red. And you might be able to get some viable seed from the yellow. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know whether they don't like the water. Uh, right. Ben Villon, uh, the pepper man out of the valley, retired now. Uh, 
At least he's still alive. Yeah. Well, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know that for sure. If you're one of Jerry's stories, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just surprising. Yeah. Could go either way. Cheered me real. Cheered me up here. But, yeah. But anyway, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know whether it's the water treatment. Ben used to say that uh, a lot. Some of those varieties of pepper seed. Uh, you don't want to extract them in water. When I see he was collecting seeds for the different varieties he had, and he talked, you talking about extracting a lot of seed. So water is the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to wait now, based on what you're saying, because there's only a couple red, but there's multiple dozens of the green. Green. Yeah. Do they do are they, they turn color? Are they, are they in the ground or they're in, pot. in a container? In a pot? Yeah. Okay. I would uh, if you can move them in somewhere after they set yeah. their fruit uh, right. into a warmer deal. They're they're like uh, they're just like tomatoes. Okay. And uh, you know that you can take the green tomatoes or the. Right, green wrap, what we call green wrap tomatoes, right. and put them in a warm room, and they'll, they'll ripen for you. Oh, okay, okay. Now my, it's, it's, mine are in the ground, and uh, I don't have very many that are red, but I got lots and lots of the yellow ones. Yeah. Or do you have yellow ones? Yeah. All on the same. Bu- uh, I mean, on different bushes. No, just uh, I just got one bush. And it's yellow. A loaded, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. There's not many pe- pe- yellow ones. Uh, oh, I just the, thought it was uh, on the way to being red. No. Oh. They're, they're huh? bright yellow. I oh, mean, it's huh? pretty yellow. Huh. All righty. Okay, well, thanks so much. If yeah, you, thanks for doing that, Bart. Yeah, if you can't find that, find that right up. Uh, just drop me a line on uh, plantanswers.com. Now, now, Bart, I don't want you going in and harvesting all those in my garden so uh, that I no. won't have to. Uh, <laughs> Calvin who? <Yeah. laughs> and have you, got, have you got a yellow? any yellow ones, uh, Bart? No, mine are either bright red. Yeah. In fact, they're a very pretty plant. Yeah. Or green. Yeah. So, maybe okay. I'm wrong. I don't they're have trying. any yellow on mine. Well, no, it, it's, it's a bright yellow. It's a significant bright yellow. bright red, I'm sorry. Bright red, I'm sorry. So, uh, Calvin, Calvin can be our our uh, <laughs> yellow supplier. Now, your yours are in the garden, Calvin? Or yes. in a container? Garden. In the garden. Okay. <laughs> you can just wait till the first yeah. hard frost and uh, pick the peppers in. Okay. Well, All thanks right. again. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a take break, care. and uh, Trace, so you so you get plenty of time when we come back. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. 210-308-8867. Back at Millburgers in just a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back There's to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. All right. What's the first thing that you're going to do when you're going to get ready to dig and uh, disturb the ground for a project? You know, our friends at CPS Energy want to remind you that before you dig, 
I'm going to call 811. You, man, you know your stuff, Trace. That's right. You're going to call 811 or go online at texas811.org to have those underground utilities marked. It's a free service, and it's the law. Texas law requires everyone to contact Texas 811 at least two working days before digging or during any type of ground disturbance. Keep in mind that uh, violations could result in fines. Once utilities are once utilities locate once utility locate ah, the markers once the markers are located for utilities and they're in place, you'll be able to see where it's safe to dig. So you don't like surprises, do you? Uh, like broken utility lines. So before you grab your shovel, grab your phone and contact eight. One one. First thing I saw when you pull into the nursery is the CPS eight one one sign. Yes, yeah. yes. So firm believer, uh, if you're going to dig a hole, stay alive to finish it. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> oh, man. You cut right to the chase. That's, that's a fact. That's not the number they call if they see me digging out. Yeah, they they call. There's a number of different numbers. Yeah. There's the nine one one. There's the emergency. There's the mental health. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, all right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey Trace. So so I have my list, but I, I want to okay. I want to talk about something else first. Okay, so cool. We uh, as a family for Thanksgiving, we're not afraid to talk about anything. All right. Politics or whatever. I got thrown a loop, and I didn't know how to answer it because it was a house divided. Uh oh. So. When they're making the the list of what we're going to have, corn was on there. Mm -hmm. And somebody said, well, aren't we going to have another vegetable? And so in y'all's mind, is corn a vegetable or is it a uh, uh, grain? Oh, okay. Hmm. It's both. Well, I I didn't know how to answer it. I said uh, both as well, and I got looked at funny because i didn't have a an exact answer that's <laughs> too sound yeah they, they thought you were just basically what is what is the deal? I, I was trying I, to be neutral is what they yeah thought. yeah and, i've and, heard i've heard that discussion related on uh on these holidays related to fruits too yeah what's what's the big deal if it's <laughs> it was a it was a debate it was a very heated debate oh and wow. they relied on me to answer and i i didn't answer i stayed mm-hmm. no this is interesting Okay, I'll keep talking. I'll tell you later in a or in a so, minute. So it's got seeds, but they're on the outside. All right. So I just kept having that mental debate. So according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, you're you're the most right, and I'm not just saying that because you're the sponsor of the show. No, <laughs> corn can be considered either a grain or a vegetable, based on when it is harvested. The maturity level of corn at harvest affects both its use at meals and its nutritional value. Corn that is harvested when fully mature and dry is considered a grain, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Hmm. They ought to know. What's that? They ought to know. So, uh-huh. so if you can bite into it and your teeth stay attached, it's a vegetable. And if you can bite into it and your teeth don't stay attached, it's a grain. Let's see. This is uh, Healthline. Or your cow and you eat it. Your whole corn like you eat on the cob is considered a vegetable. Yeah. Uh, the corn kernel itself, whether popcorn comes from, is considered a grain. To be more specific, according to Healthline, this form of corn is a whole grain uh, to be... Um, to complicate things a little more, many grains, including popcorn, are considered to be a fruit. Oh, what the what? Okay. 
That really threw stuff in. <laughs> Did y'all vote so, at the So y'all table? didn't help me. I know. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it, everyone was all, it was one of those things where everyone at the table was right, no matter what they said. Yeah, and it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem real constructive. It's one of those, one of those <laughs> debates that... Well, often the debates at the uh, family table are not terribly constructive. No, that's true. Or it's so who won at your table? Well, apparently I did. Did you? Well, no, I mean, but at at the time, before you knew this, this information, and nobody got out their phone and just Googled it? Well, they asked Alexa. Okay. And, and I was right. <laughs> now suddenly there's a shipment of corn coming to your home. <laughs> Uh, oh, and Alexa said you were right, too? Alexa said I was right, but nobody agreed. Yeah. Uh, they still had their uh, firm belief in which way it was. Okay. They they disagreed with Alexa? Uh, yes, I guess, because Alexa agreed with me, and they couldn't agree with me yeah. uh, unanimously. Do, do you still have the parrot that orders off of? Yes, uh, okay. uh, African gray. Okay. <laughs> so now that parrot has corn coming. Okay. African gray. That's right. it. That seems like an issue you could drive AI crazy on. All right. So 210-308-8867. Did we help you there? No. I didn't think so. All right. You so, made, might have made it worse. Uh, probably. That Trace's Christmas list. Is this, now, is this for uh, the gardener in your world? Yes. In uh, anybody's world. Okay. All right. So uh, obviously the gift card is uh, mm-hmm. probably one of the best Yes, because yeah. they can actually pick out what they want. But as an avid gardener, I would love to have somebody give me a water hose. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good pair of pruners. Okay. A good shovel. What, you can buy cheap ones, too. What makes a good pair of pruners or a good shovel? Something, well, a good pair of pruners is going to be made in the USA. Okay. And it can be disassembled and sharpened. Oh. Whereas a lot of the stuff you buy from overseas... I, I would call them a uh, one-year usage, and then you throw it away and buy you one that cuts fair. Huh, okay. Uh, same with a shovel, you know, good fiberglass handle or a good wood handle. Uh, but there are cheap ones, and there's good ones. So okay. Yeah. I would always buy one that lasts. If you get a good one, it'll last the rest of your life. In our climate here, too, they, with the, the weather situation, you get a cheap one, they don't last very long. Right, and then my wife leaves it outside. Oh. So, uh requires cleaning and sharpening regularly okay uh let's see what else lopper along the same way buy a good lopper don't buy a, a throwaway lopper okay almanac farmers oh, almanac that's we, a good we idea. still got about like 15 that. of them left so if you want to know what the what the farmers believe in for next year get an almanac put it in there that could even be a good stocking stuffer look at the yorkies we need to talk to uh, the Almanac people and find out what they say the weather's going to be in San Antonio. I, I think, think this that, is supposed to be I think we should. a cold winter. And then there's always bird baths mm-hmm. and statues, things that they won't buy for themselves. House plants, we've got a still, even though we got the poinsettias in there, we've still got a great selection of house plants and a lot of unusual house plants. you got a couple favorites? Um, well, I go by what people have the best luck with, so uh, I, I'm fond of a ZZ plant. Stands for Zimmercalis Zimmerifola, which most people can't. Let's just go with ZZ. Yes. Uh, so that's an indoor low light tolerant succulent. I've heard stories of six months between waterings because you know I'm forgetful, um, <laughs> and I've experienced three months between waterings. Okay. And it still lives. And everybody's crazy about a ZZ plant. Okay. Uh, I, I got it. They won't. They won't. 
Okay. Uh, avocados. We've got a great selection of avocado trees. Okay. Uh, now, it's not one that they can just go stick in the ground. They do have to pamper it for at least three years until uh, it gets woody, but uh, it's something they wouldn't buy for themselves. Is that uh, something you, you're going to put outside, or you get the big, uh, come get the big pots at the 18-inch? and the, the big pots, you're always going to keep it in a pot for at least the first three years okay. and move it in and out. So it's got to be big enough to grow in, but portable enough to protect. Okay. And then the number one, number one gift da, 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 da. is a citrus tree. Okay. Lemon, lime, orange, you name it. That's the number one gift. That people buy? Yes. Okay. Very cool. You got any suggestions on citrus trees for the uh, gardener who's less knowledgeable about <laughs> citrus? Can any citrus tree work? Or should they really get a blank? Well, it depends on if they're going to grow it in the ground or a pot. Oh, okay, true. So if they're going to grow it in the ground, then, yeah, it's going to be pretty limited to Satsuma oranges, tangerines. Um, Kumquat. Kumquat, yeah. That's pretty uh, cold tolerant. And I heard somebody say something about the that little baby orange this morning. Oh, the Kalamundan? Yeah, I'm not sure I believe in that one. but uh, I don't think that exists. First, first three, well, there is a, there is a Kalamundan. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in it either. But if they, you know, if they like their beer, you know, get them a lime tree. Okay. And they have to grow in a pot for forever, but uh, they can still <laughs> get limes, and it'll make them feel good when they're doing the uh, the beer thing. All right. So someone will help them if they come, and they say that, yeah, look. Sure, but um, most of the time they have the, you know, the, the person knows what they want. They, yeah. they come in, they, they may ask for a particular variety. And going back to your first suggestion... If you don't know what to get them, you just know they're a gardener, or you come in here and you're trying to find something that's not in stock yet. That's true. That's a gift card. You can find out how much it's how much it is. Yeah. You can get a gift card with that plus tax, and then uh, they can pick it out when it's available. Because uh, aren't we about a month away from fruit trees arriving? And uh, into January. More? Okay. And we do have some fruit trees, so we might have some of the varieties, but certainly not all the varieties that will stock. Okay. I think those uh, taller citrus trees out there are are more uh, bumper. Aren't oh, they? are they? I think they are. Isn't that what we said? That, that would be kind of an exceptional uh, gift. If, he, if people have followed the discussion here on this, yeah. this show and it hit Millburgers and, and Master Gardeners and, yeah, yeah. and yeah, Mr. Moy... Uh, yeah. Dr. Moy. They, uh, that bumper, <laughs> that is not the the uh, uh, most cold hardy. The most cold hardy of Mr. Moy's stuff is uh, uh, frost. Uh, Arctic yeah, and uh, orange frost. Uh, yeah, ar- Arctic frost. But, uh, that bumper is by far the most productive satsuma that he ever produced. And uh, and so if you, like my grand, granddaughter up around uh, wants, a, wants a satsuma for her, her, one of her teacher's friends. And uh, so I, I told her I'd get her, get her one. And I said, you know, in Kerrville, that thing's going to freeze maybe every year. 
and she says uh, her fr- her friend is growing a lemon already hmm. that they move in and out. So uh, that I'm gonna get them a bumper. They I'm just interested to see if these these bumpers that we have over here they're so they're tall they're they're tall and they it looks like to me they're old old enough to have fruit this coming spring so uh, now when i come here next weekend for the uh or any time well while supplies last I can get a free gift for myself, like a calendar? You bet you can. Yeah, I saw they came in. One per household. Okay. With a purchase. Okay. You can't just walk in and grab one. Okay. you got to purchase Although something. people have tried. Okay. Um, and then do we still have the uh, Crawford reseeding lettuce seed? We do. Okay. So you can get one per household. No purchase necessary on that nope, one? No purchase necessary on that one. Okay. So, yeah, the, the calendar is always a popular item. Yeah, uh, I got like, one. You got one last week. Oh, good. Weekend. Okay. I saw it. Saw it in there. How about, the your, new, how, how about your newsletter? No, can you read? Oh that? yeah, mention that. It's online, so they can sign up for it online. Um, once we went paperless, we, we tried printing out a hundred or so for each one and leave here, but uh, they they would nobody ever take them. So yeah. I think the online thing's working, and it's a prettier too because it's got. Color Got the color all pictures, that, all that. So, uh, if you're interested, uh, you can sign up on on our website, MillburgerNursery.com. It's MillburgerNursery.com, and they've actually got it so that it it's uh, it pops up the very first thing about the newsletter. So, um, you'll see it. You don't, I don't even tell you where it is because if you just get to the website, it'll find you. Uh, so let's see. All right, anything else? Like, we can keep talking about this after the break, but can you think of some other uh, Christmas ideas? I'm looking at you. Well, I, I just think that uh, gift card is just an amazing because it allows the gardener to ha- have uh, whatever they get fit into the planning uh, they have. Yeah. And it also <laughs> lets them kind of extend the, the, the value of the season. They can spend the time here at Millburgers. Half the fun yeah. is, is coming here and looking <laughs> over the plants and making yeah. a decision about what fits in, into your uh, your gardening uh, plan. Yeah. So, so uh, they they can actually purchase one over the phone, mm-hmm. and we can and we'll mail it to the recipient. Yeah, I was going to ask that. That's good. So that makes it easy. About what's the turnaround? Uh, so they pick up our mail like uh, Tuesday through Friday. So. It gets, Depends on the day, okay, and on uh, the postal service. Yeah, but the sooner the better. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. And uh, they're great gifts for older people. Those that are chronologically matured. Uh-huh. <coughs> and, uh huh. And I've also mentioned that uh, Kevin and I are older people. Well, I'm not, I don't Which, get the correlation at all. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which, wouldn't Kevin be happy to get some gift cards to get his... So the only thing that y'all can bribe people on up here that I'll accept is going to be Diaznon, Duraspin, Chlorine, <laughs> Roundup. Those, those you can bribe people for. But oh, okay. No gift cards, please. Okay. <laughs> what? Well, you're going to have to give out your address. Did you want to give out your home address? Something? 
Yeah. Oh, you'll give it out? Okay. If they're, well, bringing, if they're bringing him some Roundup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin uh, gives his phone number out. Yeah, that's a little different, though. Uh, but I guess you could kind of, anyway. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a break and get you caught up with the news. Thank you, Trace, for the birthday. Not the birthday, the uh, Christmas. Well, it is a birthday. Yeah, it is, actually, yeah. isn't it? Okay. Uh, 210-308-8867. If you want to contribute to our uh, Christmas list, uh, 210-308-8867. It's always fun to hear what people want to get. Uh, and uh, we will take a break. Come back in a moment. Uh, you're listening to 9.30 a.m. This is, of course, The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Uh, come on out and visit with us at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Uh, well, I was going to say the wind has died down, but no, it just picked up. But uh, actually, lots of lots of folks here now uh, as compared to how it was when we first got here. So uh, people are are checking out uh, the uh, the nursery. We encourage you to come and visit with us at 1604 on Boulevardy Road or call us at 210. Oh, there's a pup coming. 210-308-8867. 210 210- 308-8867. Looks like maybe a Sheltie. Uh, but, all right. Uh, I wonder. Yes? If those are uh, gold, uh, <laughs> not gold star, uh, columbines, uh, the Hinkley uh, yellow. And I think that's labeled as as uh Texas Gold Columbine, but the, see, they don't have any blooms on them, and so nobody's bought many. Oh, but if you love Columbine, uh, if you want to try to give these a shot, and now's an ideal time to plant them under a deciduous tree, like uh, you know, red oak. Oh, by the way, my red oak is uh, got red leaves on it huh. this morning. I was looking out the window, enjoying the what I thought was going to be a sunny, warm, cool day, warm day. But uh, they're just spots of leaves that are pretty red. Uh, so I hope I can keep some in my yard this year. Or maybe I can go over and get some from the neighbors. Get some from the neighbors. Yeah, they'd appreciate that. You think they'd give me, give me some of my colorful leaves? I think they probably, you know, figure those, you know, your neighbors, they, they like you. Those They probably figure their leaves are your leaves. <laughs> well, I, Literally. Think, I think I've got the only red oak in the, Texas red oak in the neighborhood. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, they got a lot of live oaks. Yeah. Well, that's the same as my neighborhood. We, uh, Judy is really into Texas red oaks, and we got a bunch of them. But <laughs> nobody else planted them in, in the neighborhood. And, again, it's live oaks, well, pecans. A lot yeah, of yeah. Too. So have you ever planted uh, columbine over there? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. You furnished my seed. <laughs> yeah, I had columbine. That's right. Yeah, and now I... Planted a lot of columbines over uh, where I lived before, yeah. further west, 
And then this, this one was not as successful. They didn't. Uh, I had to re, re replant them every year. That yeah. oh, they yeah, didn't, didn't drop seed. They didn't drop seed. Then re. Yeah. Come. It was funny under the. Uh, they grew so well under the oak trees. Yeah. But the uh, the oak trees were so sparse. In, yeah. In that poor soil out further west there. <laughs> and they, and every day, every year they would uh, the columbines would spread. And then the uh, come out, summer would come again, and they'd all retreat. And oh yeah, die and then back. And Just a few would live under the tree. Uh, they have there have to be re, uh, reseed. They have to reseed themselves every couple of years, maybe every two to three years, because I was. Uh, I was confused about whether a columbine was a a perennial, meaning it comes back every year, or is an annual. And so uh, we came up with the the new, new horticulture name, perennial. Hmm. That uh, is a definition is a uh, a plant that is perennial several years. Oh, and then but most but it acts like an annual that That's it has interesting. to be reseeded but uh the you know we we they, they've become harder and harder to find since Calvin oh, the quit Calvin? growing the seed oh Calvin well that that and uh the idea that we had uh uh three three years that we did everything right like we for with Calvin C but uh, they were grown in Colorado kind of like we do the the uh, cyclamen cyclamen but uh, for three years after we repotted thousands of them uh, in the in the spring, spring, they would never bloom because they get ver, didn't get vernalized. So that uh, you're saying vernalized rather than you're right rather than fertilized. You're right, right. Yeah, that could, the a relationship with the the weather, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I get the people that are growing them for us in uh, Colorado. I guess they had a heat wave, <laughs> but uh, these are there any gallon pots here. Uh, if they go through what winter we have, uh, they'll be vernalized and they'll bloom next year, this spring. But uh, be an interesting experiment. Plant them under a deciduous, uh, on a deciduous tree. So they'll have plenty of shade in the uh, in the uh, spring, no, in the summer, and uh, will uh, be be fertilized uh, in the winter and protected from the sun, the direct sun in the uh, in the summer. 
and uh, they're beautiful foliage. I mean, uh, they're kind of a interesting uh, shrub, shrub-like plant. Hmm. But anyway, we got some over here. That would be, a, I assume, uh, that's not our seed that we collected, but I assume they they got the right leaf. Uh, so it's either coccinia, which is a little native red one, uh, but smaller bloom, or it could be the true uh, Texas gold columbine. So uh, that'd be something to, interesting to try, especially if you got a, a deciduous tree like a red oak or uh, something that loses its leaves in a, in the uh, fall. Uh, yeah, so it, it'll have sun all summer. I mean, all fall. fall. Uh, when the plant actually grows, and they they lack a lot of fertilizer, uh, they they grow a lot well, better with uh, adequate amounts of fertilizer. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You know, there's uh, sp- spreading. Uh, lantanas, the purple, uh-huh. uh, really look look good there. The foliage, uh, foliage color is uh, really pleasant. And they got some white ones. These yeah, little, white ones right here. The white one doesn't doesn't bloom as well as the purple does, but uh, <laughs> a little white mixed in with that purple makes a pretty display. I was looking at Calvin's article in yesterday's paper, and uh, it was it. It had a picture to go with it. It says, "Use layers of cloth to shield cold-sensitive plants when temperatures fall. A heat source may also be needed." And they show a, show somebody covering up uh, uh, a rose. A, a, har, a pruned a rose with a cloth uh, which I don't believe roses freeze here not here, not, not the selections sh- we use yeah, they sure as hell freeze up north yeah, I'm sure they got that off of <coughs> the, the photo off of yeah, yeah north, up north I didn't even look. I didn't even look at the foliage. <laughs> they got an apple tree in the back, backyard, about behind the sky's cover. <clears throat> but uh, I, I, did did you did you grow roses in Minnesota? Oh yeah. Did you have to bury them or cover them every year? No, if you picked the right selection, you didn't. But I mean, gardeners did. I mean, everybody, yeah. of course, wanted. Just like here, everybody wanted the, every rose that was available, even if yeah. it wasn't well adapted <laughs> for the area. But uh, but so they and and they were inclined to uh, cover them even when they didn't need covering. Yeah. Lot. But but there were a lot of them. Yeah. If you went through a 
winter landscape there you would see lots of roses covered yeah i know uh around lake lake area i guess it is uh, there's an island out there that grows uh grapes and that makes wine out of them and uh they i was amazed they had vineyards out there of course and every fall they'd low, lay those grapevines down and cover them with soil soil keep, yeah keep them from freezing huh. and so <laughs> that was and they said they did that with roses and uh, things like that i was wonder i wonder how I think that'd be quite a task to to retrieve them from under that or the yeah the soil. I guess, I guess you well with a grape I, you don't have to be too fussy because they'll yeah yeah they'll grow and grow and grow. They're elastic kind of, but uh, I guess they prune them in such a way that they can lay them down. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if if you're used to dealing with them for a number of years but their their wine was world renowned and very much in demand first time i'd ever heard of a, a wine made out of dry grapes dry grapes they, they would let the grapes dry uh, on the vine huh. And then they would squeeze the dried, sort of dried fruit and made a Swedish wine that uh, was ever made. Swedish or sweet? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe swole. I want some of that uh, Swedish wine with yeah. my Swedish sausage. <laughs> you had Calvin's attention. Where's our, yeah, have you have you done your commercial yet? <laughs> but I, I was thinking... That's that's a hell of a bunch of work there to cover all the uh, bury all the all the grapes in your vineyard. Well, I always thought that vineyard growing was a tough, yeah, demanding job. Anyway, I mean, yeah. they always have such elaborate procedures to go through, and everyone's a little different, and uh-huh. depending on the. The weather and depending on the variety. Oh yeah, but they didn't. They didn't grow the vinifera types that California and that bunch make lots of wine from. These were. Does, does anybody grow Concord anymore? Uh, well, hopefully not. <laughs> in the uh, maybe maybe in the maybe in the east they grow some. <laughs> well, they must grow some because we get there's a. Uh, Fruit, uh, uh, grape drink. Oh yeah, yeah. rather than probably not any Concord wine, but maybe. <laughs> but down here, the interesting thing about it is, of course, Concord is a is a favorite juice grape made made famous by. Uh, let's see, what was the guy's name? Welsh. Mm-hmm. That was his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what religion he was, Milton? Mm-mm. Presbyterian. Yeah. Huh, okay. Oh. And he and when he was around, they changed from wine to grape juice. It's grapefruit. No, not grapefruit. Uh, grape juice. Grape, grape juice. And uh, 
and they use Welch's grapes. And to this day, Presbyterians still do that. Well, I know some Presbyterian churches have wine. I hope that Welch ghost doesn't hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when we that's that's the first grape that you ever use. I mean, get used to uh, to make grape juice for 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 children. And uh, he got rich off those grapes, with Mister Welch. <laughs> But anyway, uh, uh, even in Tennessee, where it's cooler, a little cooler, you'd still have that uneven ripening process where the cl- cluster, you'd have a cluster of grapes. And uh, when they ripen, they'd have some of the grapes r- ripen on, on the cluster while they still had almost half of them still green. So we we never recommended uh, Concord down here. But the name was so familiar, people would, would try to buy them. And I think most nurseries have sold Concord down here. All right, 210-308-8867, As you're uh, doing all your uh, holiday shopping, be sure to uh, treat yourself and your family to some great items over there at Prusky's Meat Market in Atkins, Texas. Now, Prusky's has all kinds of great meats, uh, and uh, from uh, great beef, the jerky, the turkey, the, uh, the turkey jerky, the uh, chicken, uh, they've got the uh, all different types of cuts, uh, and it's an old-time, uh, old-fashioned bat butcher experience in that you're going to get talk to them. You walk up to the counter, talking to them, you tell them which cut you want, uh, or you can ask them how to prepare stuff so you can get questions answered uh, by the butcher as well. I mean, it's you, or tell them what you're trying to do, and they can advise you on that. I like the fact that they'll. Uh, you know, you pick out one and, you know, you kind of get in a conversation. Hey, have you ever tried this? This is really good. And I did the uh, Texas Twinkie, which is already prepared. You'll like that. We did the, uh, uh, oh, what was it called? Dog on it. But it'll come to me. The um, the bacon-wrapped uh, chicken kebabs. I hope when I get as old as you are, I don't get as forgetful as you are. Forgetful about what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you'll like it. The gift boxes are coming over to Prusky's. Actually, I think they're there now. They have items uh, that you can order now for, like, ham and turkey and uh, prime rib for Christmas. The uh, multi-stuffed birds. The turduckins? Yeah. Yep, you've got the turduckins there. You can, you, you can have three in there, can't you? Yeah. They've squeezed another one in there. I don't think you can have a turducken ale. Huh? I was. What would it? What would the fourth one be? Like quail? <laughs> Let's see. It seemed, it seemed like he had one. Something like that. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, you'll find uh, Prusky's Market on Highway 87 between 410 and. Um, uh, 1604, so take uh, 410, just take the Rigsby exit and turn left, go into the overpass, and then, you know, toward Brewski's and Atkins, Texas. And you'll enjoy it. A, a great experience. You can give them a, find them online at Brewski'sMeatMarket.com. As Calvin says, don't forget about the Swedish sausage, the potato sausage they have there. 
8322 That's Prusky's Market. They're right there in Atkins, Texas. Go check him out today. I bet he could stuff a squirrel. A squirrel body in the, that in the about that duck, which is stuffed in you, the chicken. You'll have to ask him. I don't. I don't know. You just, that's a, what you could do. Up, it, up. We have to go to break. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a shame. But leave the tail, squirrel tail, sticking out the back. Okay. And then when you have to cook it, you just pull it out by the tail. Eat it, squirrel. Yeah, follow Jess, uh, follow, uh, what's your name again? Uh, <laughs> Jerry, for more uh, recipes on uh, stuff. You do actually have squirrel recipes. Yeah. Uh, yeah on uh, plantanswers.com. So. All right. 210-308-8867. We are going to take a quick break, but come back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Partner, the rest of the world's not worth a pound of good old Texas dirt. I got to go. I got Texas in my and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, I was looking through Calvin's uh, this week in the garden and yesterday's notes, uh, plant notes, and he talks about... Uh, uh, reducing the dominance of squirrels at the bird feeder station by using pepper-flavored suet to attract insect-eating birds and pepper-flavored seed to attract seed-eaters. Uh, birds tolerate the pepper-flavoring uh, but, but squirrels will not eat pepper-flavored feed. The, uh, you sure about that? Even the Texas squirrels won't eat? At least, uh, not, <laughs> not, not, I haven't heard anybody that said that, that that's, that's, uh, that's uh, wrong, okay. but, and that my, my feeders, they don't. They don't? No, eat. they'll, they'll eat, the only thing they eat at my feeders is, uh, I, feed sunflower seed without pepper. Yeah. That's the only thing. Uh, the suet, I, I have pepper flavor. That's <laughs> that's good, and uh, birds love that. And uh, yeah. also the the, the, the uh, pepper-flavored seed. Uh, that's a little more expensive, but... Uh, oh, yeah. It, uh, that works. Yeah. And you know why the squirrels won't eat it, don't you? Because they have lips. There you go, Calvin. Good man. Where's Milton when we need him, huh? <laughs> uh, and then the, uh, Calvin said, uh, another option to feed the birds is safflower, safflower seed. Yeah. Which squirrels do not like. Now, is safflower seed the one that uh, doesn't have holes, doesn't have, they, they eat the seed, but they don't drop a hole beneath the no it's it's got hull it's got white but you can get it without the hulls but it's it's the one one the white seed the safflower seed is the white white seed okay that's in, inside a shell yeah that doesn't uh, yeah doesn't make a mess on the under the feeder well 
it will make a mess under there if, it, if but it's a smaller shell and it's white oh okay so and yeah. it's not if you've only got the um, lesser goldfinches and the house finches yeah eating it there you know there's not that large amount of uh, seed yeah uh, seed shells I thought there was one that didn't have uh, holes on it or something the reason I got, I was looking into this a uh, few years back that we had a family friend that was in a nursing home. And uh, she always loved the birds. So I said, well, I'm going to get her. But she hated a mess under the feeder. So I was going to get her one of these. Uh, window units where mm-hmm. you stick it to the window and you can see the birds through the glass. Yeah. And uh, I think I went over to Birds Unlimited or y'all told me that there's a seed that you can get that won't drop drop a lot of holes. Maybe you're talking several. Yeah. But uh, so because I, I was going to get one, I said, I'm going to get y'all. A bird feeder, so so you can watch the birds out the window. She's she was pretty well homebound, or or uh, she didn't go outside much. But uh, she said, "Oh no, I I can't have that. I, uh, I it had to drop all those seed on the ground." And uh, so I, y'all told me about this. As, didn't have a lot of holes in it. And so uh, I got her the deal, put on the windows, and got her the seed. She did, she uh, was staying in Jackson, Tennessee. And uh, she would never use it, though. Hmm. She was worried about She's such She was a cleanliness nut. You can't, you know, of course, you can get the sunflower seed without the shell, and you can get the... Uh, the, uh, the seed we were talking about without the shell too. So. Yeah, but uh, Saf- yeah. safflower. The safflower seed is not very, not very messy. Yeah, compared to sunflower seed. So I had it all set up, but she was, she was a cleanliness nut. She lived, she lived to be uh, 90, 90 years old, huh. and she was very cleanliness oriented. But uh, anyway, that's something you get to give to somebody uh, that is that uh, you know that uh, uh, can't go outside very much. Well, again, it, that's another uh, gift that works well if you uh, want to get a gift certificate too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And because then they can pick and choose what option, although. There's so many clever options in terms yeah. of bird feeders, and, <laughs> and they're attractive. So uh, yeah, you know, so it's kind of kind of fun. Yeah, to when, set my, them on. when my mother was uh, ill and bedridden, I said, "Well," and she loved birds all the time, especially the red birds. Yeah. Every every Christmas, she had a Christmas tree decorated with the red birds. And uh, and all our uh, napkins on the table were red birds on them. 
But anyway, I said, well, mother, I'm going to put you up a bird feeder out here. Right, right outside the window. So you can just lay in the bed and watch the birds. And she said, typical mother, she said, oh, don't, don't worry about doing that because uh, the damn sparrows uh, will get all the food. And uh, and squirrels. She was worried about squirrels. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, gray squirrels around there. Uh, smaller than a fox fox uh, fox squirrel. But anyway, uh, she said, "Don't don't put that out. The flat sparrows will get all the feed." I said, "Mother." I don't care if there's buzzards lying on that thing. You'll be looking out the window at a bird, at birds, which she loves, you know, in the morning and everything is. And uh, and I got I got that for her and put it outside a window, and she loved it. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So that's that's something. Uh, I put it where she, uh, her helpers. Could fill it, fill the seed, that fill it up with seed, but it was high enough. It's about head high to most people uh, that they could fill it real easy. Yeah, that pl- it the, let, it worked good. The place I was visiting uh, during Thanksgiving out there at Cattle Lake, they had a re- really nice feeder out. There. They did not have. It was a real rural. In the forest, and they did not have English sparrows there. And uh, it was just fascinating. They had chickadees and uh, tip mice and <laughs> doves and uh, a, a really a fascinating mix of birds. Yeah, what, what you need to do, though, when you're cleaning out your uh, boxes, your uh, sw- uh, Martins? Martin boxes, There'll be little baby sparrows in there. Then you can box those up and send them up to that catalog. Like like they did starlings years ago. I think I'll do I think I'll send them to Jerry. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't have a lot of sparrows in my yard. I put all the food out for them and everything. But I, I usually feed uh, well, sunflower. Got, well, I was going to say you've got so many cats, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> they they're, they are uh, maybe uh, eating some of them too. My cats are not real good about uh, catching them, the, the smaller birds, and uh, I've never seen them catch a red bird in the backyard. But now doves. They're good with doves. Uh, <laughs> you go out there, there's a big pile of white flare, feathers up there. Hmm. That thin the dove population. Of yeah, I don't. I never. Uh, I I don't remember seeing uh, cardinals get caught by my the, by the Cooper's hawks either. But the doves. Yeah. The doves get caught by them. The interesting thing about those doves, about the redbird. Uh, you know, I feed the cats on the porch, patio, and it's interesting. The cats eat at a certain time, and right when they leave, about uh, 
two o'clock in the evening, the redbirds come in there. Uh-huh. And yeah. they drink out of a water bowl and they eat cat food. Now, the cardinals of my neighborhood come to the feeders early and then they come late. Yeah. They're, they're the last ones there. At the, yeah. We yeah. have some, uh, I've noticed that uh, there's more uh, early in the morning when, before the other birds get Yeah. Out. But anyway, they're they're fun. It's an easy way to keep yeah, give a uh, homebound or uh, people that yeah, can't get out a lot. I know it's that an uh, easy way to uh, keep them interested. Yeah, I know that um, like gardening is the number one hobby in America, and birding is number two. And I have a feeling that. It's shared by uh, yeah. a lot of the gardeners that they enjoy the, they just enjoy nature. Well, it's ama- amazing too because uh, the the gardening at least a lot of people don't garden, but they still list gardening as their oh. uh-huh. one of their fa- their favorites, and they're they're always planning on eventually gardening. Yeah. yeah. So that that that's if you well even our audience I think yeah that's what I was just going to say. Hey. A lot of our audience uh, I like to listen to Milton every weekend, and, <laughs> and so <laughs> that's the only reason they're listening. They, t- huh? t- t- they come, you, they'll come up to you and say, "Well, I don't, I don't garden anymore." Most of them old. Yeah. Uh, I said, but I listen to your show every week. Uh huh. No, which is real cool. We're happy to to to. Be- do that for folks too. Yeah, yeah. And not now that I've got Milton cleaning up his act a little bit with gardening, you know, not uh, not talking about uh, something that would irritate some older people. No, no. You know, no. I've been working with you on that. No, for all these years. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. I'm trying to see what folks are shopping for. What is she? Is she in the herbs, or what is she doing over there? Can you tell? Or are those veggies that she's, are those flowers, or? Uh, she's on, the, those are the stocks, I think. Oh, well, are they the stocks? Okay. Okay, and then uh, we've seen some trees, Christmas trees head on out. We've got families over here uh, looking for a Christmas tree. He's got a uh, stand with him, so he is a seasoned Millburgers professional. Uh, yeah. If they bring their stand back, you know that they've been here before. And the blue bonnets will be... Oh, that's right. Next it, week, you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, not this week. This coming week. But the week after, I guess the oh, first, two first December, right? Well, no, this next weekend is going to be the second and the third. Okay. Yeah, November's almost over. I don't know how that happened, but it did. <laughs> now, everybody likes blue bonds. Mm-hmm. And so if uh, we're not going to have many in the wild this year, if any. Hmm. Uh, so. Sad. If if somebody is homebound or doesn't uh, not able to get out and 
travel on roads and look at the blue bonnet, this year may be the time to do that. You could grow them in a container. Millburgers um, has got a lot of pretty pots and economical pots. Mm-hmm. And uh, got a good potting mix and uh, good, uh, if you're going to grow blue bonnets, I guess you could use some copious amounts of uh, Osmocote in there, Osmocote Plus. But uh, they're, they're, they're going to last quite a while. Hey, on my cyclamen, um, I can't remember where there was a plant last week that y'all were saying instead of using Osmocote, you would use a liquid fertilizer uh, like miracle Grow. Do uh, both. Oh, for the cyclamen, it's okay to use Osmocote, too? Yeah. Do you fertilize your cycle? Your cyclamen? Yes, at the beginning, I'd use... Uh, uh, miracle Grow. Mir- no, not miracle Grow. <laughs> I'd use... Uh, Osmocote? Osmocote. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Anything that gets in a container, uh, automatically. And uh, probably shouldn't always, because we've discussed this, you know, how how fast do they need the nutrients. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, then, then of course, if you're using the same soil and everything uh, for yeah, the cyclamen goes, and then you in uh, the the begonias go. So, yeah, so they'll they'll use up whatever nutrients are left. All right, well, hang on to those trays. We got to take a break and come back in a second. Two one zero. He saw you coming. I just want to give Trace all the time that he needs. So oh, we, uh-huh. we're up against our forty break. So back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on nine thirty a.m. The answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. All right, let's see. Yeah, um, Kevin reminded me of uh, something when we started uh, Texas Superstars plants. Kevin said a while ago that uh, I get fixated on a new plant, and that's all we talk about. And uh, that's that's sort of true. We were, of course, working for A and A with A and M for them, I guess. But uh, they ha- they have a department over there called Ag Communications. And they, they, they hire uh, editors and things like that to supposedly re, re-read and re-edit all our articles. And uh, Greg and Greg Grant and I have a tendency to really promote the new products, which made the Texas Superstar program so visible and uh, and useful, and uh, so the they got uh, jealous of our Texas Superstar promotions and things like that, and 
articles that we would write, which were really promoted the, the plant. And uh, so they said, well, we think we ought to be promote or added in your articles on the Texas Superstar before you send them out so we could make them not good, uh, you know, literally uh, good, good, good promotion. And, uh, of course, that's a bunch of horse manure. But the, uh, <laughs> so we let them do a couple of our plants that we're getting ready to promote. Mm-hmm. And they sent the articles that we'd written back, and they had neutered them. I mean, you know, no big hoop race <laughs> about any, any plant out there. And uh, they sent us a revised, the revised version. And uh, and and I said I sent one to Greg, who had done most of the writing. And he said, if I had read this about this plant before we started promoting it, I wouldn't buy it. You know, because. Uh, <laughs> You got to show some enthusiasm for plants. Yeah. Sure, uh, it's got to be a, a reasonable plant that most people are going to have great success with. Right, right. But uh, that didn't last very long, so we said, "Well, uh, uh, we'll, we'll keep uh, using our way of promotion. It's worked so far." But anyway, I, that made me think of that. Okay, you want to talk about? What's that? <laughs> you want to ask? We got him here. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. shall we hold him or? Oh no! Oh, what, some... <laughs> what was it you wanted to talk? Or what did he trace to talk about? No, we had talked about the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the gifts and stuff. Um, uh, is there anything in particular? I didn't. I looked. Uh, oh no! Well, I was looking through. We just got the impression that you know. <laughs> no. Just like having Tracy. So leave. We don't need you. Nah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to keep Jerry in line. Thank there you. There you go. That's your job. Milton can't do it all by himself. No, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, he tries to. The uh, Calvin, an article talking about uh, protecting plants from cold takes planting. And he's got something in here about the birds. Man. Oh, says the advantage the choice is to prune off the kill tops early after the freeze or wait until late spring the advantage to waiting to late spring before pruning is that the bird winter birds use the kill tops of the cover for cover and seek out insects and seeds on the stem let's see he called a winter bird you know we call them Low, low flying. Birds. Those low flying birds. Yeah. <laughs> so Calvin sneaked that into the article. He doesn't know my wife very well. I would have to go out and trim off the dead stuff, oh. regardless whether the birds are around or not. <laughs> <laughs> birds picketing in front of your house. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she'll be my next target. It's amazing that Jerry is even man- yeah, mentioned he's, he's, it. Yeah. <laughs> He's adopted that philosophy that we Calvin brought up. Well, what about the low-flying birds? Uh, <laughs> now Jerry says that. I, I never had heard of a low-flying bird. However, <laughs> as I was looking for the, something on the Internet the other day, 
that's a pretty common common maybe i just hadn't heard it yeah well there's there's but, a bunch of species that yeah if you don't have uh plants or or uh yeah weeds or anything there yeah. then you don't have that you don't have towhees you don't have a lot of the american sparrows and everything but if you leave that stuff there then uh, you do. You have a yeah. good chance that they'll be there like, in like, your landscape. I guess quail would fit into that category. Well, the quail are probably another step further on, yeah. Oh, is that right? Okay. Well, you'd have to have more, have to be even less uh, uh, residential. Yeah. That's a sad, yeah. uh, That's the saddest thing. When I go back to Tennessee, you don't see any quail. Now, South Texas still have a, a some quail in certain places, and especially the blues. The uh-huh. Blues seem to be hardier uh, than the uh, 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 regular. Well, quail. if you go, if you go to some parts of uh, out by Big Bend, rural areas there, you'll have some quail. Quail going through, you know, quail moving through the. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's, of course, they're, they're are big. they the blue ones, the blue quail? You know, I don't, I don't remember. I bet you they, they are. are. They're in cactus. Yeah, they're mostly uh, blue quail. But they get pretty bold, and yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. They're, we did pick up some frozen quail at Prusky's, by the way. <laughs> okay, I was wondering why the quail all of a sudden was. There. I don't know. I don't know why they're suddenly. Did you? They're hail on the quail. Did you feed them? Been, no, 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 not no, the quail. No. These two guys. No, I did not. Okay, all right. That may be why, but they're frozen, so I don't know. We gotta forget, we gotta get <laughs> recipes. You have quail recipes on PlantAnswers.com? Quail? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, okay, I'm in trouble. Lord, I had my mama there to cook the quail. Oh, okay. But and peel your tomatoes. The quail are gone oh. in Tennessee. Oh. They have the uh, national field trials there in uh, uh, over close to where I live and uh, they have to use caged quail because hmm. all the natives are practically gone so it's kind of sad seems like it'd be pretty easy to shoot a caged quail <laughs> right <laughs> what are they going to do <laughs> anyway yeah well Trace we got about five minutes left uh, you, Let's uh, make you sure guys have changed roles here I don't yeah. know <laughs> I'm somewhat confused um, what do we what do we want to talk about before we say goodbye uh, for the if you need to decorate for yeah. everybody coming over for Christmas you can't got to start now uh, and all those stocking stuffers and things uh Buy, buy them now, and uh, yeah, that way you don't have to run around on Christmas Eve trying to figure out what to get the person. Mm-hmm. That's right, and get those uh, cyclemen and the pansies and uh, oh. uh, stocks all in place before the holiday meetings that you have and people visiting your house. And yeah, and bring up the wreaths, the garlands, and you have. Uh, uh, we have some left, not a lot. So, oh, okay. Um, we, we do still have some, so if you need a living wreath or garland, uh, come quickly. Okay. Do y'all, you recommend misting those things? I recommend hosing them down hosing con- them constantly oh. uh, or using a product like cloud cover on them, uh, yeah. which will stop the sweating and they'll last longer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, my, my family always got upset when they hung the wreaths on the door. And then I would wet them down with a hose. 
the family or the reeves that's what i was the reeves Reeves liked it but uh, the family not so much maybe i should he he would ring the doorbell before he started (laughs) that's Uh, right that's what would happen (laughs) maybe maybe i should close the door when i use oh that could be it that could be it but they could have helped you. They could have just explained that kindly and nicely to you. You would have gotten it after three or four tries. Um, let's see. What else? We talked about the gift cards as a gift opportunity. Uh, poinsettias. We have lots of poinsettias. We, we do. And Christmas cactus. Do we still have the cool white one? I shouldn't ask if I don't know. But with the dark green leaves, the, the, the smaller white bloom that I saw that I liked, the one the woman got. Uh-oh. Oh, the poinsettia. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, varying sizes, and then we'll have some more coming in this week. Okay, good. Yeah, I was interested in reading the description of the poinsettia. It said, more than a tradition, poinsettias are a must for Christmas and gift giving. And uh, the poinsettias that he, we sell over here, starting at six ninety nine. A florist and premium quality. That's not the one. The ones we have over here are truly florist and premium quality. And for starting at six ninety nine, they're they're a good deal. They'll be a, they'll beat these big box store poinsettias. Mm-hmm. All the pieces because the one of the main differences is once we get them here at Millburgers. We keep them watered, hydrated, taken care of. And uh, where the big box stores, uh, they just water them when they think about it. When are you going to start about start talking about putting ice on them? <laughs> we should have Jeremy come up and talk about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, that it was kind of a popular thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had to add the idea of, the ice just substantiate just uh, sustains them for about a week. In other words, keeps them moist okay. but not wet. And then we added uh, to it about week. once a week. Uh, Weekend sink yeah. is it? Put them in a put them in the sink. Put them in the uh, uh, water. Right. Bottom of the pot in the water, and let it sub it up to the. And the a lot of these problems with uh, poinsettias, people can't water them because they got so many leaves over them, shedding the water. Oh, that's an interesting thing. So all you got to do is take them out of the wrapper, <laughs> out of the pot cover, and uh, put them in a shallow reservoir of water in the sink. It's Take the pot cover off, and then put them put them in standing water in the sink. Okay, and let them soak it up. Cool. All right. Thank you, Trace. We're going to say goodbye for today. We're back here at Mill Burgers. We'll be talking to you, and hope you come visit us. Come visit us with the uh, all the events, and come by and say hi as we sit on the porch. Uh, for more information, MillBurgerNursery.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.